Hello beautiful people, thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films, whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, all the same, it is greatly appreciated and I cannot thank you enough for your constant, constant support. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back on the big screen and this time we are going back to animation form and some very good animation at that. We will be talking about that again very shortly. But I've not been overly impressed with the last few Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films. I mean, let's be honest, nothing's going to come close to the 90s trilogy that dropped. Obviously, those films were pretty, pretty sweet. We had the Michael Bay produced films, which were an absolute... <laughs> well, there you go. But just generally, like, I, I I was never, like, a huge fan of the TV show growing up and, and the cartoons and such. And I need to stress that I did like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it wasn't like the show that I wanted to watch you know or anything like that it was mainly whenever me and my cousins would get together you know my grandmas or whatever they would be watching that and and that's that's what we'd end up watching obviously some of the some of the episodes this and that because they were they were big fans of them but for me you know I could take or leave it you know and that's exactly how I felt going into this this latest release obviously and then that's maybe why I've come away like kind of upbeat about it and quite impressed with what I saw with the film itself. Yeah, of course, there's there's issues in there, but nothing that took me out of the film, you know? It was a decent enough trip to the cinema. And we're going to be talking all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, the latest film, obviously, that has come out. Um, but before we do dive into the uh, to the review itself, the podcast is available, obviously, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, rss.com. Please hit the notification button, the review button, whichever it is on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast, basically. Leave us a review. That would be absolutely amazing and would really appreciate that. Jump onto the socials, Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like and a follow on there too. See what's happening and keep up to date with the podcast. And again, have a chit chat about films. Let's get cracking because that's what I do best. So let's get back to some Mutant Tales action. This is starring, obviously, Mika Abbey, Shaman Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, Brady Noon, Ice Cube, and Jackie Chan, just to name a few, because the film has got some brilliant names attached and, and so much to see visually that I will have certainly missed the odd nods here and details there. But desperate to be accepted by humans, four Mutant Turtles set out to become heroes by defeating the evil villain, Superfly. There's not much else really to say other than that, really, with in terms of the synopsis. It's very, very straightforward. It's a very straightforward plot. Nothing confusing. Doesn't necessarily break the same boundaries that the likes of Spider-Verse did with the animation. But that's not to say that the animation wasn't good because it was it was really, really great. I can't stress that enough. You know, you, you can see where Spider-Verse will have influenced the film. And to be honest, it will be influencing many more films moving forward, but it's not the same style or anything. Now, Mutant Mayhem has its own flair. That's the main thing. It's got its own flair, its own vision. It's almost like scribbles. Like, everything you see looks like it's been aggressively scribbled on the screen. And that is a positive, by the way. That's not a negative. That is a big, big positive for me. It's almost like, you know when you're drawing something and then you do it wrong, so you just scribble the shit out of it? Because <laughs> like it's kind of like that, basically. Just all the way through the film, but but more flattering. Um, it's, I also quite liked how the animation style looked quite like Play-Doh-y or plasticine with the characters in the film. It kind of reminded me of that whole like Wallace and Gromit, you know, chicken run. So I really did like that touch as well. It just looked really great and, and, and much like the Spider-Verse, I was smiling all the way through, like an awful lot through this film. 
you know the the just the down to the down to the look of it mainly i do sometimes look at current animation films and just sit in awe trying to work out how how they've done that how how have you possibly done this like the most like the most effective parts of it as well within the film was like they they incorporated some like uv lighting in there as well it just looks really, really grand. Like it's, it's quite superb, really, how they managed to input that to really great effects with the UV hitting the the other mutants in the film, and you know it just looked really, really visually pleasing, very, very effective. The other thing that impressed me as well with this film at most was the score, the soundtrack for the film. I had no idea that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were attached to the music until after the film, by the way. And I can say that for pretty much most of the actors that are in this film as well. Like, I had no idea about anyone really involved until afterwards. But my goodness, the score just hit perfectly for me. Like, some of the synths in this film are really beautiful and it elevates a lot of the sequences brilliantly. The song choices in the film as well, they too are really great. Uh, Some good old classics in there that people will be singing along massively. There's also nods to artists here and there, but... the way that they incorporate the music as part of like punchlines as well within the film for the jokes, they they too landed and they worked well for me. You know, whilst talking about the jokes, like I say, some are great and some don't land as well as others, but I appreciate what they're going for with the film. It is pretty much just a straight-up comedy and aimed at a much younger demographic. Now, I'll be surprised if any young person leaves the cinema having, you know, watched this and they came out thinking it wasn't great because, you know, on top of the animation and jokes, you've got some really cool action sequences that too tick a lot of boxes. For me as well, like, knowing that Seth Rogen was attached and that it was, like, leaning more into comedy... I guess I could say I maybe had a slight concern. Like I said, I was very indifferent about this film, and, and really, I, I wouldn't say the, the marketing for it has been all that big. Like, I knew it was coming out, but I had no idea just really when it was due, uh, and obviously I wasn't in a rush to see it, but, like, with Seth Rogen and co being attached to it, I was just, like, a little bit like, I don't want them to, to, to ruin it, in a, if that makes sense, because that's solely on the back of the previous animations work that Rogan's done. Um, again, that was heavily adult themed and that, that was Sausage Party and good Lord, like I've, I had to, I feel I've washed my eyes so many times after watching that film. It was just awful. So when they were developing a, you know, a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, I, I guess there was a little bit of cause for concern for me personally, but I have to hand it to him, you know, and as well to Evan Goldberg, director Jeff Rowe and the rest of the team, because I, th- I think they've done a... Pr- I thought, anyways, they did a pretty bang-up job at this one. Like the turtles themselves are great. Each actor that's voicing them has a highlight or a standout moment in the film. And the chemistry and the brotherly bond that they have all works and feels very natural for me. I do like the adolescent innocence that's there within them. Um, it's a coming-of-age story, obviously. And at the end of the day, the mutants just want to be accepted. That's basically it. Much to the dismay of Splinter, who, again... Jackie Chan was a scene stealer with the comedic timing and delivery as Splinter. I also loved as well, just a, just a slight minor spoiler. I would not really spoil it, but there's a there's a flashback sequence showing Splinter obviously raising the turtles, this and that, and he had a mullet and a mustache. It just looks so cool, like really, really cool. But the mutants within the film, they're very tired of living in the sewers. They want to go up in the real world. They're like 15 years old, so they're they're, they're kind of getting to that age now where they want to spread their wings and fly. Basically, the only problem is the humans won't accept them for what they are and that's where we enter april o'neill now once april comes into it that's where the movie really starts to pick up for me as we get some really fantastic action like i loved the sequence of them in the garage taking down some thugs the turtles have all their lives been training for this and you know having that combat but they've never experienced a real fight before just hilarity ensues you know it's just really really fun and there's a lot of moments like that in the film where it's like a blend of 
them just winging it and actually but also actually being good at fighting like a really nice mix there was also like not not like any controversy or whatever but they've obviously changed things like the lore of them this and that they've changed elements of the film and the story for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which is to be expected I guess you can't re- you've got to mix it up every now and then but one of the one of the few critics I've seen out there were saying that they didn't like that the mutants got their, they learnt all their moves and such, or, you know, their combats, whatever, fight by watching films and such, rather than splinter training them. But it was, it, it's like, he does train them. So I don't really know where that, that argument's coming from. He, you know, yes, he gets like help tapes or films or whatever. But like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't personally find it was such a big jump, a big leap, because again, it's more modern. It's aiming for a, a new demographic of audience, people that maybe this could be their first ever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, so I guess that they are trying to cater to that. But I didn't think it was that bad. I honestly thought that was fine. If I'm being honest, nice little twist, nice little change, and the film's got a lot of that in there. Now, the final standout that I will say for the film for me would be Ice Cube as Superfly. Like, good lord, this character goes from cool as cucumber to absolutely terrifying in a split second. I thought his motives were fine and basically, again, pretty simple. Just, let's destroy the the humans, pretty much. Again, no new ground has been broke, but as I've mentioned earlier, it is aimed at kids, so just got to go with it, you know? But yeah, Ice Cube was definitely my favourite character in there. Seen a lot of buzz, pun intended, surrounding his character, or at least maybe more so, you know, confusion over the fact that they just created this character for the film and people saying that you don't necessarily have to create a character when you've got all these mutants, this and that. You could have just cracked on with someone else, but whatever. Like, again, I'm not, like, big on the lore and the whole world of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I'm sure that Baxter Stockman, the character that does create them, obviously... In, he is in the film, just not a lot. You know, he ends up becoming like a mutant fly or something, so they could have just gone with that. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I personally, I like the shift. I like the change. I don't mind mixing things up at all. And when it's fresh and, you know, you're not just churning out the same stuff, I don't necessarily have much of a problem with that. You know, and I don't really think that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan base are as toxic as other fan bases, but please say that I'm right on that one. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the thing is, like, I, I I didn't hate this film at all. I, I had a really good time with it. There's been a mix, we had a mixed bag of reactions when we saw this film. You know, half of us enjoyed it, and then the other half, not so much. It's, it's just silly fun for kids at the end of the day. Like, I, I do like when a film can balance the audience well. You know, like Spider-Verse, where there's so many fans of Spider-Man or you, all that, they're just, they could just sit there and go, well, we can please everyone, you know? Whereas with the Ninja Turtles, I don't think it's going to be the same as that. But they've clearly, clearly had a blast with it. And I think most anyways, that what if you do go check it out, you're going to have a really good time when you do see it. So with all that being said, as I say, there are things in there that don't necessarily work. So the jokes don't land here and there. And and, then maybe the third act to an extent kind of just gets a little bit messy. But as I've banged on, it's yeah, it's a comedy for kids, I would say. But anyway, so all that being said, I'm just going to give this film a 6.5, even 7 out of 10, I would say. I think it's got some great action sequences in there, a lot of heart and cool quips. The main thing for me is, is that I liked the Ninja Turtles. Like, Yeah, they, they, they've mixed things up with them, but they're very likeable characters, and, and they do come across as young adolescents that are approaching adulthood. They get into a stage now where they need to be set free, you know. and, and I, I loved all of that element of it, just some bits that necessarily didn't, didn't work for me, but... The main standouts for me come from, you know, a a production side of it. You know, the animation, the score. Honestly, those two elements of the film are just absolutely fantastic and worth watching for that alone. 
But they're my thoughts anyways, my rather quick thoughts anyways, on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film that's dropped. I, more importantly, would love to know what you think of the film. Uh, get in touch if you've seen it. What were your favourite parts? Who was your favourite character? Were you surprised as much as I was at the amount of names that were attached to this film? Because honestly, I knew Ice Cube was in it, just from hearing his voice in the trailer. And that's about it, really. I think other than that, I had no idea about anything else and other names that were involved. So I'd love to know as well. Just, yeah, favourite sequences. Are you looking forward to a potential sequel? They do set one up. There is a mid credit scene, which obviously I liked what they did there. Uh, not going to go into spoils with that, but we all know what they were going to probably be setting up for the sequel. So, yeah, I want another one. I'd be very happy with the sequel, but more importantly, I'd love to know what other people think as well. But as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Get in touch on the socials. Let's have a chit-chat. But until the next episode, again, thank you so, so much for your support. Take care.